Get Stark podcast, folks. Derek Stark here with my guest, Gabriel Rui. Gabriel, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. It's Friday, the sun is shining, and it's above zero, so <laughs> it's a happy day in Kansas. Yes, sir, it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, Gabe, when I uh, think back to meeting you, it takes me to the hallways of Wagnon when I was tutoring a couple summers ago, and I just remember your electric personality always roaming the hallway, popping in the rooms, talking sports, talking Cowboys football and uh, and Astros baseball. Rangers. Rangers, Rangers baseball. Yeah, Rangers. I'm not, I'm no, not big no Astros. No Astros. The Astros were really good. They, yeah, yeah. they were making moves, but... <laughs> we're not too good, but it's okay. <laughs> right on. So is, is is that where we met? Yeah, it is. Uh, we met because <clears throat> we had... You were you ended up being my teacher for the golf class, but that was the end of the summer. Yep. The beginning was when I met you, and then... It all just started clicking from there. Absolutely, man. Then we ended up balling at the wreck a little bit. Before <laughs> yeah, that, that's your first true. Season. That's true. Uh, uh, what's his name? Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Man, those are the times, huh? Yeah, it was the Oklahoma <laughs> boys, and then the the small guy from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of Oklahoma, you were born and raised in Hinton, Oklahoma. Is that accurate? I, I was born in. Uh, I lived in Moore for a while. <clears throat> uh, it's it's a bigger town. A little bit bigger than where I'm from. Yeah. But uh, I moved to Hinton when I was 15 years old. Um, my family has a restaurant, and we moved it out there. And, um, yeah, it was it's it was different. It was very different. Um, I didn't know how, what to think of it at the time. Um, I will say this, though. I did tell my grandpa, he's the owner of the restaurant, at yeah. the time of the move, that he had ruined my life. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, <clears throat> because I grew up playing soccer, and when I moved out there, there's no soccer near us. Mm. Nothing. The school didn't have it. My team that my club team I played for was like an hour and a half away. Um, so I I told him one day I said you ruined my life and um, wow poor grandpa know, yeah <laughs> he still lets me know about it but you know he didn't say anything at the time because he didn't you know he knew he didn't ruin my life but he knew he had he had affected it in a way but um. You know, one door closes, another opens. So yeah, no doubt about it. Somebody I recently read, uh, the arc of life is circuitous, and I think a lot of times we have things that happen that we don't necessarily expect, uh, or we think they're negative in the moment. But then when we look back, we realize that it happened for us. Absolutely, yeah. happens weekly basis almost. Yeah, I mean, if, in little things, you know, it's not big things always, like you know, moving from a town to town, but it happens, you know. At least once a month, at least, in somebody's life. Something exactly. happens, you know. I don't know what it could be. Like I said, little things, but everything, you know, ends up working out. Yeah, you just got to have the awareness to see it. Yes, sir. Uh, so you talk about uh, kind of losing the opportunity to play soccer. So when you grew up, was soccer kind of your go-to sport? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, we, um, and, I, and then you can ask my grandma. I used to break vases, pictures, everything in the house because, <laughs> you know, when it got cold, you know, like right now, I guess, you know. I'd stay inside and kick the soccer ball around, and I got to, you know, around two, three years old, I could already kick the ball, you know, pretty good and stuff, and, you know, sometimes I'd kick it the wrong way, and mm-hmm. it hit a vase or something like that, so, but um, <clears throat> growing up, soccer is my thing. Um, I still love it. Um, I play as much as I can still, obviously not as, you know, I, there isn't many opportunities for me, but um, growing up, that was what I wanted to do. I was sold on it, and it was going real well for me. Um, 2008. I mean, in Oklahoma, it's a big deal to win the state championship as a club team, and we won it, and, you know, I had, like, honors and stuff, you wow. know. So it was it was going real well. And then, you know, like I said, we moved in 2010. So, but, 
like I said, one door, one door closed, and another one opened for me. So I can't really complain. Yeah, that totally resonates with me too. When I grew up, I was always inside, kicking the ball around, throwing it around. And one sunny afternoon, I went outside and I was practicing my punting. So I'd <laughs> go to the front yard and I'd punt it over to the backyard and go find the ball and then punt it back to the front. Well, sure enough, one time I I punted it more of like a line drive than a lob right into the front window, and I shattered it. Oh. And I start running down our hill crying, and my dad comes outside and whistles, you know, that manly whistle yeah. gets me back, and I'm just yeah, bawling. I've like, broke, broken a window or two. Yeah, man. Yeah, you think that you're going to get kicked out of the family. <laughs> it's like, man, yeah, you I'm don't, done. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but that's awesome, man. So um, would you say the the soccer and all that, does that have a lot to do with your family's heritage and roots um, in Argentina, is that a big part of it? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it goes back to, like I said, you know, growing up, uh, we just, every Saturday and Sunday, you know, that's when they had, like, the league games in Argentina, and um, we would watch it on TV, me and my grandpa, you know, and I just grew up watching that, and uh, my uncle lived with us at the time. He was um, 21, 22. I was, you know, my mom had when she was really young, so my, my uncle was still around in the house and stuff, you know, with my grandparents, and um Watching him play made me want to play because I looked up to him. My grandpa watched it. You know, I just wanted to, I wanted to be on TV. You know, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to play soccer all the time. And then, um, just it was, it was just, I don't even know how to explain it. Honestly, I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's kind of weird that you asked that because <clears throat> I think about like, you know, like me and you, we talk about stuff like, um, we know a lot of players, you know, in sports mm-hmm. and stuff. And I remember my grandpa when he used to watch the soccer games. He knew like every play. I was obviously younger. You know, every single player, every team, every coach, where he used to play, where he used to coach. And I was just, like, so mind-blown by it. And I was like, I, how does he know? Right. And, but now, you know, I'm like I'm like that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, soccer goes back long, you know, deep. And I think it was almost somewhat forced on me. Mm-hmm. But no doubt. I, I fell in love with it very early. It wasn't, you know, it was forced quickly in my life. But it was after, you know, not too long, I was already like, all right, I like this, you know. I, I can do it, you know. No doubt. It becomes a part of your DNA, kind of. I know that my grandpa and I, we had a similar relationship, and just having that connection and knowing the players, and you almost feel like you're a part of the team when you're younger. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, I I mean, you know, I like, I look back, you know, and now I'm like this, I'm him, you know, because I can, we can talk about players and stuff like that, but I mean, he used to just name guys on like two, three teams ago who they played, and at the time I was just like, "What the heck?" I was wow. like, "How does he know that?" How does he retain it? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I was so baffled by it. I was just like, "That's so awesome!" You know, I want to do that one day. And sure enough, you know, sure enough, here we are. Yeah, <laughs> me and you. <laughs> yeah. So, so Hinton, Oklahoma, population of. 3,100, maybe pushing 3,200 this year. Uh, that's bias. I feel like. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, pushing it? I always say 3,000. Okay. Because we live you know, in a lot of country, but no, I can. Hinton is um, growing up. You know, I would say I, I somewhat grew up there, you know, because, you know, I was 15. That's kind of when you start, you know, trying to get into, you know, life, I oh, guess, yeah. honestly, you know, you know, you're still with your parents, obviously, but. You're trying to like find yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Hinton is is not for everybody. It really isn't, you know. And um, you know, you say, "What do you mean?" Like, it's, no, it's not like you know the shooting and stuff. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that. It's just you got to be. It makes you be patient in life, mm. in a way, because there isn't nothing to do there. There really isn't. What we, me and my friends, would do for fun, we'd just go to the football field and just, just. Just sit in the stands or something, talk about that. Like, just talk about life. Yeah. That was, like, our our, our Thursday nights. 
Wow. And, you know, there's not, we don't have no bowling alley. We don't have, you know, nothing. Try to think of something we don't have. It, I promise you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, I promise you we don't have it. Dang. So, I mean, you just get to cousin, you know, with your friends and stuff. Like, um, the friends that I've made, you know, my really close ones in Hinn, I'll have them for life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because we just, the bond, you know, we grew just so close to each other. You know, there's, since there's nothing to really do, you can't really grow apart from each other. You know, of course, you get tired of each other every once in a while, you know. Oh, yeah. So, but, I mean, there really isn't nothing to do. So, I mean, um, I grew up, like, oh, I can't think of, you know, I guess the patience, like, just in in my life, just being patient with things, mm. really, that, just moving there was, uh, that helped it a lot. Yeah. It helped a lot of things, too. No but, doubt. of course, you know, everybody knows everybody's business there, which is kind of annoying, so. It is annoying. It makes you, it makes you, uh, focus on being on your best behavior, though, I think, a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, that was something grow up in that. Yeah. You can't do anything, because they'll find out either that night or the next day exactly. in the small town. <laughs> So, word travels quick. Uh, my name was all over the town. It seemed like it was <laughs> it was bad, but I mean, it is what it is, man. And that was pre social media, or at least pre like social yeah, media. Yeah, rev- because I didn't, I didn't get you know, Twitter and Instagram. I mean, they've been they had been out, but I mean, say you know, 2012, 2013, I was already sophomore, junior in high school, but yeah. it wasn't even nothing, nothing. it wasn't even a one sixteenth of what it is now. You know, you right. just get on there, yeah, it was. And that's probably that's probably good for me. Yes, honestly, <laughs> our younger years. Good thing we weren't tweeting away in high school. Yeah. Seriously, the way they get athletes these days for that's what <clears throat> I feel like. So many people in the media immediately like hypothetically, if you would have kicked a a game winner in a bowl game, they would they would find your Twitter and they would oh. go back ten years just to find well, one you, thing. But you know, it's funny. Um, I had someone do that. Um, so you know, you can make you know. Uh, I don't know how, but you can make, like, a fake tweet somewhat, you know? I've, I've seen that in the comments sometimes for, like, Trump and people like that. They, like, right, make right. fake tweets Well, someone them. said that with my tweet. Over over Christmas break, I had some, you know, some guy, some some Twitter, you know, beef or whatever you can yeah. call it. You know, some guy came at me, and I just, I usually don't respond to people, but, you know, I just wasn't in the mood. So I did respond, <laughs> which I shouldn't have, you know, in the way, like, but whatever. I did. Yeah. It wasn't nothing mean. Yeah. I just, you know, said what I wanted to say. But in the comments, there's someone, some guy went back and, like, uh, I guess fixed, you know, mm-hmm. one of my tweets to say some stuff that I didn't, that I wouldn't say in the first place, or it made me look bad. Yep. I had to report the tweet and stuff. It's kind of funny that you say that because people, I don't I mean, people, you know, scoop down that low. And that's this day and age, you know. It is. Like you said, if that would happen <laughs> back in the day, you know, but. Yeah, and it, it is wild. It's just people have too much time on their hands. Too and, much. And if, if you're getting all the attention and they're not getting any of it, then. I think jealousy and envy sneaks in oh, and absolutely. can make him do some dumb stuff like that. But um, so Hinton, you say that basically it's a small town, which I can relate to. I grew up in a town of twelve thousand, so I mean, oh, wow. we we had like we we built a Taco Bell when I was in high school, so that was a pretty big deal. <laughs> they just got a Dunkin' Donut, so we're thriving Living back in Fort now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so there's a restaurant, a family restaurant. There, there's there's a couple. It's just like smaller, you know. Um, there's like a Mexican. Uh, my family's restaurant is a it's Broadway Pizzeria, but my grandpa has Ooh. extended it to be. Uh, I mean, there's like sandwich burgers. There's everything there now. Yeah. He's extended. You know, he's just because you know small town. You know, there's other places in town, but yeah, he's um, that's that's what we know we're known for. But now he uh, we joke. You know, when I go back home. You know, he used to be the talk of the town, and yeah. now I'm somewhat now the talk of the town. For him. <laughs> and he's always asking, you know, he tells me, he's like, someone came and asked about you today, and he's like, they never asked about me anymore. And I'm just like, 
I'm sorry, you know. He's <laughs> like, probably like, you still think I ruined your life? Yeah, or... yeah, oh, yeah, trust me. I hear it all the time. <laughs> I mean, anytime, you know, anything happens, you know, uh, positive, which my life is positive. Sorry, yeah. I, that's not the way to say it. But just something, you know, comes up in Accolade or something. He's like, yeah, I remember when I ruined your life. And I'm like... <laughs> You, right, you did, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it just is all fun and games. Now we we talked about it actually over Christmas break. You know, we just um, he remembers exact everything from it. I don't, you know, obviously a bad time off. I don't, you know, my mind just wants to forget all about it. But he was telling me he remembers exactly where we were, yeah, the time of the year, you know, everything. And I was like, I mean, you know, I heard him, and I shouldn't have said it, but <clears throat> I was very frustrated. I was 15 years old, didn't know any mm. better at the time. You know, I thought I was on top of the world with right. soccer and stuff, but. Hinton ends up uh, being a, a place I will forever cherish. Mm. Um, they actually hung up my jersey in the in the basketball dome. Wow! Over Chris's break uh, there, so yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. It was. Um, we have some people that have jerseys in there um, from you know past you know just did stuff, yeah. but um, first you know person actually like played D one football from my school and stuff and. Um, Whenever I used to, when I first moved there, you know, I was like, one of my good buddies, his, I believe his cousin's jersey's there for playing baseball or something like that. And, and I was like, you know, what are these jerseys? There's like two, I think, at the time. And I was like, whose jersey are these? You know, where are they? He told me, and I was like, it's cool, man. I don't want mine to be up there, you know. It's, you know, but at the time, you know, I was 15 years old, like I said, and I was yeah. just like, you know, just saying, just to say it kind of stuff. But then, you know, spoken into existence, and mm. here I was, you know, I think it was like January 15th or something like that. I was, you know, holding the, the jersey and stuff, and I was just like, so surreal, you know, I <clears throat> I was telling the people there, um, you know, they asked me, you know, like, how is this, you know, like, how did you feel and stuff, and I was like, I have went on the floor for Allen Fieldhouse in a guy's game, which is like, what, 16,000, 17,000, and this was more special with, what, mm. 400 people maybe, yes. maybe in the stands, maybe 400, I'm probably less, more or yeah. less than that, it's just more special to me, because, you know, being from him, and, you know, they just, um, that's another thing about the town, you know, they they welcomed my family and me, you know, just just unbelievable. You know, you don't, I don't know if that's how it is every other small town, yeah. but the way they just you know brought me into them, you know, it was just just one. It was just whenever I looked up, you know, and there was all these people standing up that you know I've known from the town and stuff that was there for the jersey, you know, and I was just like, it was it, to me, it was probably one of the coolest things that ever happened in my life, honestly. I love it, man. So so you move um, from Moore to Hinton and. You lose the ability to play soccer. So is that when you first played football? Is when you moved to Hinton? Uh, well, I played when I was younger, um, but it's like literally, you know, there's really no kicking. You do kickoffs, no. and I actually did do the kickoffs. Okay. Um, but there was obviously no field goals or anything. You know, I just went for two. Um, a little league and more. Um, Twelfth Street Ballpark, I think. Somebody Thomas or something. I can't remember the ballpark's mm -hmm. name, but um, I played there and. You don't get really hit that hard then, I guess, you know, at that age. But, yeah. you know, I just didn't like the idea of getting hit. So yeah, I never did either. Man. <laughs> when I was, I hated when it. I was in junior high, the guys, you know, I was real good friends with just, you know, everybody. And they were like, you should come play football this year. And I'm like, nah, you know, I was like, I'm not feeling it. So, you know, I went to every game, you know, cheered them on, whatever. Never played. And then um, freshman year, I got to hen. Um, didn't play. I played basketball and, and football. Or, sorry, basketball and baseball. Yeah. And then um, my sophomore year, we're getting, we do, like, summer pride, whatever, workouts. And the last one of the year, right before school starts, you know, uh, last one of the summer, sorry, uh, the coach found, found out somehow, obviously, in town, you know, 3,000, you know, yeah. where it gets around, like I said, you know, that I can play soccer. I always played soccer pretty much every day. 
And um, we have like a little soccer field there. Just everybody would always see me over there or whatever. And <clears throat> they told him, hey, he can kick. And he was like, hey, come kick this. And I was like, I was like, all right, fine. You know, no, I've never kicked the football up until this point. And um, it was a 40-yard field goal. So we're in sandals. So I kicked barefoot. And I drew it through, and he he said, <laughs> says, you're going to play football. And I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, I'm not playing football. I was like, there's not a chance. And that's not happening. We started, you know, and um, he's like, whatever, you know. He's like, we'll, we'll talk about it. And I was like, very stubborn. Still am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still am stubborn. But at the time, I was like, no, nah, I'm not playing. He went up to the, to the pizza shop. My mom was there and talked to my mom. And I get a call maybe like an hour later from my mom telling me, hey, you're going to play football. And I told her no I'm not and that didn't go very well either <laughs> arguing with my mom yeah. so I ended up playing football <laughs> long story <laughs> short um yeah my sophomore year was my first year and um you know I don't I, I don't know if I've ever said this I think some of my friends probably know but I guess it'd be the first time I said it you know I guess on air or anything like this my first ever field goal was a I believe a 36 yard field goal and Derek when I tell you I missed this field goal <laughs> I shanked this so far to the left. I was so nervous. Let me tell you. Well, I guess I had an extra point. Whatever. That's so you whatever. drilled the extra point. I drilled the extra point. That's fine. That's another, that don't even count. That's just. And then I get my first field goal right before half. We drove the ball down real quick and ever, and I'm like, I'm getting nervous. Oh yeah. You course. know, this is my first time. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I go out there. My my real good buddies. My holder puts it down. And I kick in, I look up, the ball is straight left. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was my first ever field goal attempt wow. in high school. Um, it was not good. Um, but we came a long way since then, I guess we could say. No doubt about it. It's, <laughs> it's wild how one decision, there's a book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, and he kind of talks about decisions that we make. A lot of times without even thinking or in a short period of time. So your decision to play football yeah. sophomore year and see how far that it's brought you. And, and there's even more that we don't even know in the future. So right. It's, it's insane. Wild. It is. It really is. Um, who would have ever thought, you know, I, I sure didn't. Let me tell you, after the first kick, I didn't think that. I mean, there was even times three years ago when I was at my Duke. I can I can imagine doing the things I've you know accomplished here or even – making it to kansas you know just stuff like that just it's just there's a lot of stuff that you just don't even i can't even imagine two years ago Mm -hmm. my first year here i couldn't imagine i was going to finish up the way i did here uh a year ago there's you know like you said there's you know there's so many things i could never imagine that i did accomplish um never would have thought of it happening yeah it's so cool man i love the story um so in high school, you ended up being a three-sport athlete. Yeah. So you decided to play football, and you were already playing basketball and baseball. Right. Um, so so what was was that like? Um, was football sort of immediately the sport that you realized there was some serious potential? Well, um, it didn't take me until about my senior year. Uh, no, I say after junior year is when I started getting letters and stuff. Um, okay. either to come like to their camps or, you know, junior day, stuff like that. Um, or coaches would write me just stuff like that. Just, mm-hmm. just little stuff. But it was, um, 
I was I was always a real big fan of, of baseball. I still mm, am. Me too. You know, I love playing baseball. My own my arm was always hurting though. You know, just... saying my elbow is still. <laughs> oh fried. yeah, no, my my shoulder uh, is still bad. We, yeah. My senior year, I, me and another kid were the only two pitchers. Small yeah. So we pitched every other game. We had some other kids throwing, but it was usually us. So my shoulder still hurt from that. But um, I was always big on baseball. Um, basketball was a little tougher. I was. Um, you know, not the a little not undersized. The, a little undersized, um, you know. Um, but I would say yeah, it was about after junior year would be for me, uh the the whole football thing. So you had a lot of schools that kinda reached out to you yeah, sent letters? I think it was more so um being from Hen we didn't really get many looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean we don't have a good history either yeah. of you know producing, I guess. So it was, you know, a lot of like me reaching out to schools. Uh, questionnaire mm. stuff like that mm. and then reaching so it really wasn't you know it was kind of just so formal like send this out to like 100 kids kind of thing and that's yeah. what i was getting and i thought it was the biggest thing in the world i thought it was the coolest thing at the moment because they were just sending stuff to me but i didn't know you right. know i really didn't know the level of extent especially now that i know like what they send out to recruits here and stuff like that so at the time for me it was a big deal but i really didn't i mean one coach ever came and talked to me in my high school it was and it was my JUCO coach. Wow, that was only the only one that I've ever that ever came and talked to me at school. Yeah, it was it was tough to get people to come talk to us. I mean, and it makes sense. That's just the life <clears throat> at a small town school, right? No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was it was a little difficult. Um, you know, whole recruiting process from high school, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, it is what it is. You know, just it was. I remember sitting there with one of my coaches. Wife was a counselor. And I was like, you know, what do I do? You know, she like, just sent out a bunch of emails. And I was like, all right. So, you know, I sent out emails to, you know, coaches, you know, I just copy and paste, you know, a Absolutely. letter I kind of had, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I maybe, out of 100, I'd get maybe five replies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not looking for a kicker. Um, not interested. Some, you know, just totally just pushing me away <laughs> kind of yeah. stuff. And I was just like, what do I do now? You know, I was like, you know, I don't, do I go play baseball? I was like. So, you know, I, I felt like I was good enough in baseball to play. So I was like, we'll just go baseball. Right. You know, there's little schools around there talking to me and stuff, but nothing, you know, like D1. So mm-hmm. so you were really being proactive with it and, like, seeking out these opportunities. Right, and... yeah. And, and <clears throat> I think at the time, I really couldn't have done anything different. You know, I, I, like I said, I'm hard-headed. So I started, like, not – I just started kind of giving up in a way, which I mm. – I just – because I didn't know – I was like, I'm not getting any res- responses that I like. Or I'm not, I don't even know what to, like, I don't even know what to do. Right. Like I said, you know, I'm asking for help and people are telling me this and they're expecting me to get like stuff back and I'm not getting anything positive. So I'm like, do I just move on? I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't, you know, I don't like to waste my time. So I was like, I'm wasting my time 100% right now. So yes. might as well just go do something else, you know, that I feel like I could do. But yeah, that was, it was very difficult, honestly. Yeah, I bet. So then the coach from Northeastern Oklahoma A&M. Yes, sir. He rolled in from Miami, Miami, Oklahoma. Yep. Wow, I didn't even know there was a Miami well, in Oklahoma. It's, it's, either, it's either Miami or Miami. Oh, Miami. See, I thought it was <laughs> – I, I, I got away with sometimes saying Miami, but, I mean, when you get up there and you meet people, it's Miami. And I'm wow. like, um, okay. <laughs> I'm like, sounds just like – it looks just like Miami, but I'm not going to argue with you guys. Yeah, this whatever is your you town. say. Yeah, this is your town, so – but um, yeah, he came in, Coach Jurgens. He was the offensive line coach. He was recruiting uh, in the western part of Oklahoma, and he came in, and he was mainly coming to talk to our quarterback, uh, pretty good player. Uh, they came to talk to him, and 
my principal is actually our head coach too. And he was like, you know, I have a kicker and he talked to me for a little bit and you know, I, I totally blew him off at the time. Totally blew him off. I did not want to go to Juco. Like, Miami. <laughs> yeah. I was, Oklahoma. I was like, no, at the time I was like Miami. I was like, no way. I was like, I'm not going there. I was like, no, I was like, I'm, I don't want anything to do with that yeah. place. But yeah, <laughs> but you already know what happened. We already know. We know how the story goes. So, the Golden Norsemen. Yes. Okay. And they've produced a multitude of NFL talent, including Jeremy Shockey. Yeah, he did. He came alumni. up He came up there one time. Uh, my freshman year, I believe, in the spring, he came up and talked to us. Um, obviously, uh, he may have. Ju- he just he had just retired, I believe. I want to say he just retired maybe a year or two before, yeah. or something like that. And uh, he came up, talked to us. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, because growing up, you just – or Tony Gonzalez or Jeremy Shockey on the TV as a tight end. Seriously, those or are Jason Wynn, sorry. Witten was in there too. <clears throat> but yeah. those are the guys, you know, that you always heard Jeremy Shockey, you know, he was part of that Miami team that won the NFL championship, you know, with all them. And yeah, so I was like, well, this is kind of surreal. I was like, not that, you know, it was like one of my life goals to meet him, but right. meeting him is kind of like. <laughs> it's still a cool deal. Yeah, it's, it's obviously still pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah. And it kind of can give you a, a glimmer of hope in that, hey, Jeremy Shockey was here in the exact same position I'm in. Absolutely. He made it. Yeah, because after my um, uh, my first um, game at NEO, I didn't even play. I was on the bench. Really? I wasn't the starter or anything, and we got beat, and we were on a on a bus at Glen Ellen, Illinois, Ooh, which is 11 tough. and a half hours away, a yellow bus. Um, obviously, no heat. Or no, sorry, it was heat. There was no cold air on there. Yeah. Um, didn't play. I was very, very – when I say very close, I was – I was packing up a bag already. I was heading out back home mm-hmm. to Hinton. I was about done. Um, obviously, school had already started. I'm not a big fan of school. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That's, <laughs> so, that's fair. So college was, you know, starting off, and I was just like, oh, this is my, not my cup of tea. Um, I'm doing – I'm just going to school right now, practically. I'm not even playing. Um, I had my high school coach, which is one of my mentors, called me, and he said, you're not leaving. And, you know, we talked for about two hours, and um, he persuaded me um, to stay. The next week, I started on kickoffs. Still wasn't very happy, though, because I wanted to score points. Absolutely. <laughs> a little selfish, but yeah, I, I, I wanted I, to score. I understand. Um, and then um, I believe it was the third game. It was the third game. I still was only starting on kickoffs. And then the second half, our, our field goal kicker missed one in the first half. So the coach said, you have the next field goal. It was a 37-yard field goal from the right hash. That's huge. That's and the I was, one. And I was getting I was a little bit, you know, a little jittery. Yeah. But um, I nailed it, and then you know the rest is history. There, I didn't you know I started everything there after that game. So, I love it, man. And honestly, you, you really took ownership of the opportunity because you ended up being second team All Conference as a freshman. You yeah. made eleven out of fourteen opportunities. That's big time. Yeah, my freshman year was um, very uh, humbling in a way. Um, coming from him, you know, being it you know being the guy yeah um you know man football basketball baseball everybody knows you this and that you're the talk of the town you're mm-hmm. going to juke on you're the talk of the town you're like you're just going to college you're, you know you're a big deal yeah and hidden you know how it is and you know going back i do want to say my first game of my senior year i did hit a game winner at hen so you know what <laughs> i think i had that down too that was that was uh because was I, I did say my first field goal was really bad so <laughs> let me just throw that one in there i did make some field goals in high school you bounce back. I, I promise you <laughs> no but you know I, I hit the game winner you know everybody's just you know i was a talk of the town and then i go to juco and i just get you know i just get wrecked you know in a way 
you know, I just, um, confidence is gone. I'm just, I'm not, you know, nothing that I was, you know, back home. And, and obviously I just didn't, you know, it was a change, obviously. Um, I just didn't, I wasn't, I kind of was expecting it to happen, but I really wasn't at the same time. I was like, I'm still going to be the guy, you know, I'm mm -hmm. still, but it hit me hard. It was very humbling and it was 100% needed. Yes. Um, it was very much needed and it happened here too. And I got to Kansas too. Yep. Um, you know, I, I got benched. You know, I didn't get benched. Sorry, I, I didn't even play my first year here. I got redshirted, and it was very um, humbling again because, like I said, you know, my NEO years started out, you know, at the bottom. I ended up at the top. I, you know, my second year went 19 of 21, and I was just on top of the world. And then I get here, and I'm like, I'm not even going to get to play. Mm. So it was humbling once again. But it was, but here is different because I'd already been in the situation, and I knew don't give up, you know, don't. You know, don't give in to anything. You're still, you know, you'll be there in no time, you know. Yeah. Just, just keep on going. That's kind of the common denominator in your story is uh, kind of the bottom, get the top. Yeah. And we're right back there right now because, yeah. you know, we're we're at the bottom right now after, you know, finishing here. And, you know, we'll have a look back in maybe like a year or so and be in the NFL hopefully and you Absolutely. Know, be right back at the top again. So Absolutely. That's, that's the plan. No reason not to be, <laughs> Absolutely. Man. It's going to happen. So uh, you had two great, great seasons at – at NEO, your sophomore year, you're 19 of 21 uh, with a 51-yard long field yep. goal, which, I mean, anytime you're you're in the 50s, that's big time. You're talking professional kickers. Uh, first team all-conference honors. Yep. So what does it look like after this or during your, your sophomore season? Are schools reaching out to you? Are you reaching out to schools? Because you, you got to look forward <coughs> to the next couple of years. Well, it was, you know, I thought I was done with the whole recruiting thing. Uh the, the, the way I did in high school, but it all started again. I had started reaching out to coaches and stuff because for some odd reason, I don't know what it is, but my, I, I don't know. I really, I, I don't even know what to say. I get starstruck every time I talk about this situation. I was reaching out to people because no one hardly was reaching out to me. I had one coach that called me, um, and it was his name was Coach uh, Hammer from Colorado State. He was calling me. He was pushing the envelope. He wanted to come see me. This and that, this and that. I kept pushing him away because he wasn't a power five. Mm. Kept pushing him away, whatever, all this and that. And, you know, I get to the point where I'm like, I need to go somewhere, you know. I I call him. He's gone. He's with the Jets. So I have nowhere. I have nobody. Um, I'm thinking about walking on to TCU. A little expensive. Mm, very. Um, their kicker, actually, that I'm really good friends with now, Jay Novacrome. Um, <clears throat> he's he's graduating. Uh, he's he's leaving. Whatever. Um so that's my that was my plan, you know. I just really had nowhere. I mean, uh, Panhandle State in Oklahoma, just stuff like that, you know, just places that at the time I was like, I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. You know, I had D twos and stuff like that, but I was like, I have my mindset on Power Five, yeah, and that's it. That's that's all I want to do. So at the time it was looking like TCU. I was gonna walk on there, but some stuff happened over a Christmas break in 2015. And then it landed me here. Dang. So yeah. so did Kansas ultimately reach out to you? Did you reach out to yeah, them? Yeah, they actually reached out to me. I never said anything to Kansas at all. Never, nothing. I never sent anything to them. Um, just never, nothing like that. But Coach Bone called me. I remember I was in the bank and him uh, one during Christmas break. And um, he calls me and he tells me, hey, you know, we talked for a little bit. You know, I need a kicker, you know, to come in and walk on. Stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, for sure. You know, I don't have anything, you know. But at the time, I was trying to, you know, Cole Moose was with me at NEO. Yes. And um, he was going to go to Texas Tech, and I was going to TCU. But we obviously wanted to play together. Really good friends. 
Um, and I was like, you know, he's like, can you punt? I was like, I can, but I know a guy that can, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's like, well, he's going to Tech, you know. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going – I mean, I'm kind of TCU's my place right now. He's like, well, would you guys want to come visit, you know. Mm. And I'm like, well, why don't you give him a call? You know, I mean, I'm sure he will, but I don't want to speak for him. Yep. I was like, I'm more than I will more than gladly come, you know. And then maybe five minutes later, I get a call. It's Cole Moose, and he's like, "We doing it?" <laughs> yes. And I'm like, "Dang, man!" I was like, "If we can go, we can go look at it." You know, I mean, it's our dream, you know, to play together, um, for sure. Let's go. Let's go check it out. We come up here like January fourth. It just snowed like the past weekend. Mm-hmm. It was freezing. Mm-hmm. It was windy. Um, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was, I remember I'm very close to my grandparents. I actually live with them still. Yeah. And I, and, uh, I call them more still, you know, touring stuff and, uh, I'm trying to think where we were. I want to say the academic center. I want to say the academic center and I call my grandparents and I'm like, I don't want to go here. It was, it was freezing outside yeah. there. Let me tell you. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think this is a place for me, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> continue the tour or whatever. We leave here about eight o'clock at night. I don't get home till about three in the morning and you know, we're talking, you know, I'm talking to my family and stuff and then, you know, Moose calls me, he's like, What are we gonna do, man? And well, you know, it was our dream to play together and I this is like the only chance right now for us, you know, this is our only opportunity. So I mean either we do this or we don't we don't play. So, you know, play together I guess and um we're like, Well, I guess let's do it, you know. So we ended up giving call giving Coach Bone a call back the next day. I'm like, all right, well, we'll come up there. We both ended up walking on here in uh, the summer of 16. We actually went back to our JUCO for that spring semester. But, yeah, it was um, it, it was it was a ride for sure. Wow. That's, that's a beautiful story. And I, I think it goes to show that it wasn't necessarily anything about Lawrence or the University of Kansas that sold you but it was more so a relationship that you had. Absolutely. You know, I love this place. Lawrence, I will, I'm going to miss it. Like, no other when I leave, you know, I don't even want to start thinking about leaving it. You know, my mm-hmm. friends, everything, everything of you, you know, people just, you just yeah. meet people here, you know, and I think, you know, you guess, I guess you could say that because this place I'm going to remember more for its relationships yeah. than, a, and than a place, you know. Agreed. I'm, to be honest, me, I mean, and you can almost say the same because you know you're over, you're over there working all the time. It's not like you're on campus. I mean, you're on campus, but... For me, when I was here, I was either at the football facility or on the stadium or on the field. Yep. I mean, really, or eating at the DeBruce. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> wasn't spot. any – or at the academic center. Yeah, I literally was like at four or five places here in my, in my and life. And that's it. You, you know? spend 90% of your time right. in those You know, so, like, you know, it's a little different for me than, you know, just, like, someone else. But for sure, it was a relationship that brought me here. You know, we like the place. It's very beautiful. The campus is it's yeah. beautiful. Everything is – there's nothing that you don't like here, you know. But – for sure, it was more of a, hey, you want to do this? Or, you know, it wasn't like, hey, do you think this place is pretty enough to go here? And it was nothing like that, you know. It wasn't sold on anything. And, you know, coming off of the year that we came, you know, the year before they were 0-12. So it wasn't, yes. to tell you, it wasn't about wins and losses either at the time. No. So because, you know, TCU had, had just win, I think, like, Twelve and one, maybe I think they won the Peach Bowl and stuff like yes. that. Texas Tech had Mahomes; mm-hmm. he was younger, he was killing it over there. So it wasn't nothing like that. It was strict relationship, you know. As you know, I've never actually thought about it like that, mm-hmm. but yeah, it definitely was for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm learning more and more that sports is just a relationship business. Oh yeah, it's starting to get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you see, you know, players decommitting right after coaches leave or something mm-hmm. like that, and it's, you know, they're like. 
you'll see it on like Twitter. You know, they say you know don't don't pick a place off of one coach. And <clears throat> what are you supposed to do? You're with that guy all the time. Yeah, that's your guy. You know, like I saw somebody. I don't know if you saw. I can't remember his name. The kid that was committed to USC. He left when Kingsbury left for the NFL, and he went to Texas. And everybody's bashing him. You know, why do you pick this place, Joseph Kingsbury? Well, he's your coach. Right. People don't understand that. You know, I'm with. I was with Coach Beatty. My three years here, I was with Coach Beatty every single day. Yeah. My position coach every single day. I wasn't with. Um, I wasn't with. Uh, I don't even know what. Yeah. <laughs> coach was, Self. Coach Self. Yeah, didn't I wasn't sell Coach you Self. Hunt. I wasn't at with uh, Allen Fieldhouse watching the basketball games. I wasn't. You know, I was with them. Yeah. So that's why I'm gonna pick where, where I want to be at. <clears throat> and I mean. People don't understand that. They you kind of have an insight because you're more into sports, but you know the people that you see say that kind of stuff usually they don't know what they're talking about. They just they don't get it. No, they just say stuff to say stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to rile some people up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so you already talked about 2016. That's when you came here and uh, and you redshirted. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward 2017 summer. You're heading into the season. You're you're not sure that the job is yours. Yeah. So let's take take me back, take us back to to that time and kind of your mindset going into training camp and and what you were kind of envisioning. Yeah. Um. It's kind of weird. I go back to I'm gonna go back a little bit further to NEO. Um. Like my my sophomore year, you know, I was 19 of 21. Um. It was a very special year. I, actually, my last game at, at Red Robertson Field, I hit a game-winning field goal. 47 yards. 47-yard field goal, game-winning from the right hash. <clears throat> and um, and that was like, I don't know what happened. I was, I've always been very confident in myself. Never lack confidence is one of my favorite, you know, sayings. Mm-hmm. Never lack it. You know, even if people think you're cocky, I, I don't care. You know, people can think I'm cocky. That's fine. I'm confident in myself, yes. and I'll take myself over anybody. And that's what's gotten you to where I don't you care are. if it's Adam Vinatieri, and I don't care if it's some eighth-grade kicker, and I don't care, California. I don't care. I'm going to take myself over anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just how I am. And people sometimes like, oh, you're cocky. That's fine. You can call me cocky, yeah. but I'll still beat you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's how it is. I that's love it. But um, <clears throat> when I was here in the – in the, I'm going to back up a little bit back more uh, – from 2017 the summer in the spring i was here by myself started out on fire um i was only kicker so i was sitting getting both racks like both sets of you know kicks first team second team um i started falling off spring game was terrible and my spring game going in my senior was terrible too i'm terrible at spring games i don't know if you've seen any stats or anything i'm like oh for like six not enough pressure <laughs> i guess so <laughs> i'm telling you i'm like terrible I like and, and my misses were bad <laughs> like they were so bad um yeah, we we joked this past spring or uh, yeah, past spring, you know, before this last season, or I guess a year ago now. My spring game, I went like one of like six. Dang. Dinking them off the post, missing left, and I was just like, and but we didn't even like think of anything. We we're just like, it's it's really spring game, like it's it always happens. Yeah. Like well, I mean, it only happened one other time, but I'm so bad at spring games, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> and um, it's funny though because this past so like um, this past spring, you know, going into my senior season, I didn't miss one kick. All spring, like in, in life scenarios. Wow. I went over oh, oh, five. I went five or five every single day until the, like the last one, which is a spring game, and I go one of like six. <laughs> so I'm like, it's okay, whatever. So I'm telling you, I go through that my first spring, you know, 20, uh, 2017 technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm by myself. I'm the only kicker. 
Conference getting high, conference goes down, goes down more after spring game. <clears throat> and, you know, they're bringing in Liam. And highly touted, very good. Um, and I'm like, man, you know, what am I going to do? I'm never going to play here. You know, I, I got to pick it up personally. Or not, just me, you know, just if I want to play, I'm going to have to do some things different. Um, at the time, I was weighing 235. You were a big boy when I met you. Not, not ideal. I dropped like 40, 40, like 40 to 45 pounds in like a month span, which is probably not healthy. I don't think it was. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. But I was, it's crazy because I was doing, I was eating. It was just, you know, just doing a lot of extra stuff. I really was, you know, people were like, you didn't eat. No, I was eating. I just wasn't eating as much. Mm. Wasn't eating late. After eight, wouldn't eat. Nice. Um, just, it's little things, you know. It's just, that's mantra life, little things, you know. Little things make a big difference. Exactly. So, you know, I lost that in like a month, month and a half, whatever. And then um, I was like, all right, you know, it's it's either, you know, now or never. You know, I got to, you know, step on, you know, start fall camp, you know, me and Liam kicked all summer. I was like, man, you know, this kid's pretty good, you know, for being this young, you know. And, you know, at the same time, I just never realized my own talent. Mm-hmm. That's another thing with me. You know, you might be the same way. Sometimes I do stuff and I amaze myself and I'm 23 years old and I'm like, wait, I just... You know, I just I just hit like six five year field. I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, or I'm like, you know, or I'm like shooting and just little thing. I'm like shooting at the gym. You know, I'm like, I, I can't miss. Like, what's going on? You yeah. know, I'm just like, I still amaze myself, and I and I like that in life because I feel like if you don't amaze yourself, you're boring. Your life's boring. Yeah. You know, even if it is making, like, you know, if I'm bad from one spot, if I make it three times from thirty five from the left hash, it's thirty five short. But if I'm missing it, if I make three times, I'm like, oh man, thank the Lord. I'm like, I'm good. You know, yes. just stuff like that. <clears throat> Liam comes in, um, we're splitting reps with the ones and twos. So, you know, the first day of fall camp, I went to one, second day, him ones, but just keep on going. Um, maybe about three weeks into fall camp, which is about the last week right before school starts, I started going with the ones for like two days, and then he went for the ones like three days. I'm like, oh, shoot, man. I was like, maybe you know, maybe I lost a spot. You know, I don't know. You know, I was, I was kicking really well. You know, I thought I lost all the weight, so I was feeling really good. I was getting very mobile and stuff, and – I was like, you know, whatever, you know, we'll just see what happens. And um, Coach DeForest called me into the office, I want to say, a week before the first game, or the week of, so like Monday, then we played on like the 30, or the 2nd of September, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. He calls me in his office at the beginning of the week, and he's like, you're going to be starting this week. And I was just like, wow. I was like, that's Dang. insane. I was like, <clears throat> you know, I thanked him, you know. But at the same time, I looked back and I was like, I don't know why, because I did that. You know, I was like, yeah. I was like, but of course, you know, thanking the coaches. I was in the moment. You know, I was very, you know, I was, I was very excited, very anxious to just go out there and see what it was like to play. You know, Division One football game. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Kansas. You know, we don't have the biggest crowds, but the crowd that we had here for my first game was that was rocking ten times bigger than my hometown. I worked that game. So yeah. you know, just like for me, it was a big deal. You know, um, all around. So. Yeah, it was it was rough. You know, that summer was, you know, losing all the weight, um, not knowing what was going to happen. You know, like just, is Liam going to be a starter? Am I going to be a starter? Stuff like that. You know, just kept me up at night, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it was, uh, that summer was one that I look back on for many different reasons and probably being one of the, you know, the best, you know, working summers you know in football in my life you know that was going to get me to places hopefully in the near future that you know I could have never imagined yeah no doubt I think that self-care is maybe what really sold 
Coach DeForest on like Rui's dedicated. He's all in because I still <laughs> remember seeing you, uh, whether it was in tutoring or at the rec or in golf class, and like, I mean, you you were you were kind of chubby and yeah, you had a I lot was. of extra weight. And then I was at one of your first practices, maybe the first practice of training camp, and I was doing photography with yeah. Rachel Pincus. Yeah. And you walked up to me, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, no, trust me, I got that. A, I got that a lot, um, especially when I went back home too. Um, but yeah, I was just, you know, it was Coach Wilson, um, which is like, you know, we need. To, I weighed in one day uh, before our morning lift. Uh, man, I want to say right before like Fourth of July. We went home Fourth of July. It's kind of right before then, and I weighed in like two thirty-seven. He was like. Dude, what the heck, man? You know, he just went off on me. He didn't yeah. say that. He he went off on me, okay? <laughs> I, I just, I narrowed it, you know. Uh, he went off on me, and I was just like, you know. And he was telling me, I was like, you're ne-, he's like, you're never going to play if you're like this. And I'm like, yeah, it started like clear in my head. I'm like, dang, you know, I, I do want to play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I went up to him, you know, later that day, and I was like, hey, what do I need to do? I was like, let's do it. You know, I was like, I don't know, lose 20 pounds or 10, 15. I don't know. Let's just do something. And, um, yeah, it was it was terrible. Let me tell you, <laughs> you know, on the treadmill, you know, my day would literally, we'd wake up, you know, say for like, uh, for a fall camp day, you know, I was still losing weight during fall camp, you know, because I was maybe two ten to to a five at that, so I already lost twenty pounds. But you know, you get to a point where you just want to keep going. Yeah, I started at fall camp. I say two ten. I ended like one ninety five. So yeah. like three weeks, I was. It was very unhealthy, maybe. But, you know, we, we got it done, you know, because I would wake up and I'm not a big, I'm a big guy on breakfast. Mm. So whenever the guys were eating breakfast, I would go downstairs to the treadmill and I'd run like three wow. miles before practice. And then I'd go outside, I'd kick, and then I'd run outside with all my pads on, sweat some more, sweat out, you know, Dang. just sweat, run. And then, you know, go eat lunch, go back to the hotel and rest. Then we come back up for like either lift or like, uh, like, a, uh, like a film session or something, you know. And then we eat dinner. And then the guys had to film. We'd have to stay downstairs for like three hours. So I'd let my food set for like an hour, and then I'd go run like three more miles on the treadmill while the guys are up watching film, take a shower, and then go to the hotel and go to sleep. That was like my my life for like a month. Mm. And you know, I look back. It was terrible at the time. You know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat. It. I'm not gonna tell you no know, hard work, whatever. No, yeah. it was it was hard work. Yes. but it was not fun right. <laughs> at all. You know, and um, yeah, no, I Coach Wilson and Coach Young too, um, big um, parts. You know. I can't thank them enough for pushing me. You know, it's more so Coach Wilson, but Coach Young would always, you know, chime in. He's he likes to talk a lot to me, but um, <laughs> no, I really like him. But Coach Wilson was the guy that you know that really pushed me, and um, me and him are really close. And I I really couldn't you know thank him enough. You know, I, I've never really formally you know told him thank you, but I couldn't thank him enough. So it wouldn't even be you know worth it. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I I'd have to go on for days and days. You know, so. Yeah. I totally understand that. And I think this is a great opportunity to kind of like break some barriers and stigmas and stereotypes revolving around kickers too. You know, like (laughs) you don't work hard. Just (laughs) just drinking coffee and eating donuts, you know, they just go out there and kick. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm uh, I've always been, you know, the team, that's how they look at us, the specialists that we don't do anything, but they're always, you know, like that summer, I'm always a little different. I like to do more, you know, and it's, not for anything to show off or make them think that I do more. I could honestly care less what they think. They can think that I 
play Monopoly on the side. I don't, I yeah. don't care because I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, during fall camp this past year too, I would, I would run around the the field. You know, and it was pretty hot outside. No doubt. Um, <laughs> so you know, I was sweating pretty good, but you know, I was, I was doing it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep myself in shape. I still do. You know, I still do stuff. You know, like today, I ran a little extra after our lift I had, and I went to the sauna and stuff just to get my my muscles right and stuff. I got a kick tomorrow, so I love it. No, it's just, I, it's more so. You know, like you said, we have the mantra of not doing anything. Which we usually don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Sh- In general, I'm not gonna lie. But no, I like to uh, do stuff. You know, a little extra. I don't like to be just sitting around too much. So, I've always been like guy that does a little extra. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think it, and it's obviously paid off. And with a lot of the things that we've talked about, right? Um, so you win the starting job in 2017. You went 17 of 20, uh, six of seven beyond 40. I remember I, I obviously followed and worked a lot of those games and. Uh, despite the season being relatively disappointing for most fans and players, you were a bright spot throughout, and you had a ton of success. Um, third team, Big 12, all these uh, incredible accomplishments. And uh, I've got to imagine at some point during that season or afterwards, uh, the NFL starts to kind of sneak into your mind a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, we have speakers come in, you know, either that have been in the NFL or, you know, with the NFL, just stuff like that, or just, you know, speakers in general, I always feel like a question that's always asked is, like, would you like to make the NFL? Remember when I first got here, would you like to make the NFL? My hand would barely go up, you know, next, you know, spring, you know. Would you Anybody want to go to the NFL? Just a little higher. Um... You know, before that season, anybody went going to fell. I mean, I'm barely peeking over the seats. You really can't see it. You know, is that a hand? And I'm like, no, I just pull it back down. You know, <laughs> after that season, I mean, anybody went going to fell. I'm my hands through the ceiling. Yes. You know, I'm. Uh, you know, I was just like, yeah, me. I don't care who sees it in here. I want everybody to see it. Mm-hmm. If you're with the NFL, I hope you know. Remember me, because yeah. I, I want to be there. You know, I'm. My hands going to the sky. I mean, I just, I don't know what it is. You know, I'm telling you, my hand would barely make it up for about two years. And then you know, after this season, uh, just a new confidence was instilled, instilled in me, and I was just like, yeah, me. Yes. That I want to be there. <clears throat> and then, you know, this past – after the season especially, you know, like going into this next season uh, – or this past season, sorry. You know, we had the guy come in right before season, and, you know, he, he said, stand up if you want to go to the NFL. And I shot up. I was the first one out of my – I just shot up. You know, I was just like me. You know, I, I want to go to the NFL. And now, you know – it's it's so close yet so far away kind of thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I'd say after the seven, after my junior year, I think yeah, that's when it that settled in. You know, I was like, I think we could do it. You know, I yeah. have, I I really do. I really think you, it's people. Like I said, I don't understand. Sometimes I don't. I don't even rec- like realize it though. You know, I say it, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't. You know, I probably. You know, I was like, who knows? You know, just it'd be cool. Yeah. You know, I have the guys, you know, they're like, when Rui makes it to the NFL. And I'm like, wait, why? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> Liam's like, to hear you that. know, all the guys like, you guys going to, you're going to buy his tickets next year. And we, and I'm like, for what? And like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh shoot. I'm like that. I might, you know, I might have a good chance, you know, like, yeah. you know, they're all like one of my roommates, you know, Brungart, uh, he's on the team and he's like, uh, Hopefully, you know, Rue's in the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who? And I'm like, oh, wait, that's me. Kick you know? a game winner yeah, one know? year from today. And I'm like, wait, wait, that's me. I'm like, hold on. You know, it's just, it's funny, you know. Um, I mean, it, it's starting to creep in more and more, you know, because people talk about it so much. But yeah. I don't like to, you know, think, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm sold on it. I want to make it. I'm yep. going to make it. You know, yep. to at least a camp or something. I'm going to make it to some NFL team in the spring. You know, I'm going to make it. That's not the problem. The thing is, you know, me realizing, you know, that I'm I'm good enough to be there. Yes. You know, I I know I'm good enough, but I just don't like feel like I, it's it's very hard to explain. Yeah, like, I know. Isn't it's not that doubt creeps about. into my head because I don't ever doubt myself, but it's just like, you know, like this is actually pretty surreal. Like it's it can happen now. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's some it's a different. It's very weird feeling sometimes, for sure. Yeah, I can relate. So something I struggle with a lot is called imposter syndrome. Okay. So the imposter syndrome is like, hypothetically, if I was to give a speech or presentation or teach a class, and I, I was fully capable, had all the experience and knowledge and abilities. So doubt yourself a little but bit. But I still, like, I, didn't, I, doubt, didn't, I didn't feel like I belonged there. I didn't right, feel, right. Okay, yeah, I see. Know, that's exactly, and, I have the same thing. Because I'm just like, you know, everybody's like, you can do it, you can do it. You know, and then I'm just like, Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can, but then I'm like, maybe, you know, we'll see, right. kind and, of thing. And that's the mental side of sport that a lot of people don't talk about enough. Yeah. And I think we need to we need to just learn more about it in ways to overcome those obstacles. And um, and I want to dive into that a little bit, the sports psychology and whatnot here in just a second. But we we still got to talk about 2018, this past season, your senior season. Uh, a little bit of a different narrative than the junior year, right? Yeah. It was a little bit more up and down, and there yep. were some obstacles that we had to overcome. Yeah. But in general, for KU football, it felt like a really transformational season uh, and kind of helped to take the program to the next level and I think set it up for success for years to come. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, this past season, um, like you said, it was a little different for me. You know, going into my junior year, my first year, people – Knew about me, but didn't know about me. They just know I was a kicker, you know. And this year, I was the kicker. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Man, it was. <clears throat> it was so different. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, like, people just like kind of know you, you know, when you go places, right? Which is different, you know, for me, because yeah. obviously, you know, people didn't even know me, you know, after you know, uh, my my seventeen for twenty year, people still don't even know who I was, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, and then like finally, you know. The spring went by and people were like my name was starting being brought out more by Coach Beatty and stuff like that, you know. And so people like started knowing who I was, blah, blah, blah this and that, and expected not to miss, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not human kind of stuff, yeah. you know. <laughs> Still stuff like that, and I really didn't help my cause out in the first game of the season. I my first field goal attempt of the year was 54 yards, my career long, and I dr- absolutely drilled this ball. I just killed this ball. Yeah, could have made it from like 60 at it least. It was incredible. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm you like, can only go down from there. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that same game in overtime, uh, uh, we had like little the snap, the hold kind of was like this, you know, this whatever, and got it up, and I clutched, and from 42, I, I drilled it, and I was like, it's a good start to the season. We did lose the game, but for me personally, you know, I was like on like it. on Monday, I was like on Hawk Talk and stuff, you know, everybody was there, and I was just. <laughs> Like, you know, it was very, uh, just so much stuff happening, you know. And like like you said, there's no expectations going in from the first year because mm-hmm. no one knew me. And then that year is just so much different. Everybody's yeah. just like, oh, hey, you know, like, you're going to miss. You can't miss, you know, kind of stuff. And then um, I was on cloud nine, you know. I was, no doubt. I was, you know, after that, you know, started kind of letting stuff get to my head. You know, I was just, you know, just too good kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Uh, I look back in Central Michigan. I had like a 38-yard field goal from pretty good crosswind. I missed it. Um, that was my first miss of the season. And then I made one that game. And then Rutgers, 
my first field goal is 49 yards. I, I drilled it, and then the next one gets blocked. It's returned for a touchdown. The next one's like a 20-something drop snap. I get, it gets blocked again. So that's three games in the season. Uh, not even We're at halftime of that game, the third game, and I already have three misses on the season mm. compared to the last season I had three all year. Yeah. And my misses were from like 38 against Central Michigan, 41 and to some win against Oklahoma, and 48 against Baylor. And this year I already missed one. See, they don't see it though. I missed from like twenty six, but it was a you know was, blocked. Yeah, I had no one blocked. I missed them once. I already had three misses in eight and a half or in ten quarters of football. Yeah. So I'm like, um, what's going on? You know, you know, uh, I was like, uh oh, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you you see certain you know people are like, you know, he's just that was like a one year thing, and I'm like, maybe they're right. I was like, I don't know. You know, I was like, I don't know what's going on, man. Next game, Baylor, 0 for 1. Missed from 51, I believe. Oh, man, I was like, uh-oh. You mm-hmm. know what's going on. Next game, Oklahoma State, 0 for 1. Missed from 50. No, Baylor was 49. Oklahoma State was 51. I was like, oh, man. I was like, I, I can't make one right now. Yeah. Like, I really can't. I've already missed five field goals. Um, I think I'm 3 of 8. 4, four of 9, something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not good. Um, after Oklahoma State, I had a talk with the the coaches, Coach Perry. You know, Coach Beatty talked to me. Everybody's just trying to calm me down and stuff. And I had a, I came out on Monday. We're not even supposed to kick. I came out about an hour and a half before practice, and I kicked and I kicked all through practice. So I kicked about three hours that day. My leg was dead, but um, something I just felt like I needed to do. Mm. Um, I was just very, I was not in. In a good place, you know. I was yep. very um, confidence was unbelievably shot. Yeah, you know, I could tell. I've always been confident. I just was, man. I was in not a good place. Yeah, I was just, you know, I just, I didn't even know what was going on in life. I was just like, I don't want anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't want to kick another field because like I'm probably not gonna make it. Yeah, man, and that's a tough space to be. And in. And then I want to say our next game was West Virginia. In West Virginia, and I didn't kick a field goal. All we did was extra points. So for me not to miss, I was like, okay. I was like, I'm feeling good. A little bit more confidence. The next week, I go one of one at Texas Tech. It was like a 23-yard field goal. I was like, hey, I don't care. I was like, I didn't miss. Take what you can get. And, you know, the rest you know, the rest of this year, I didn't miss the rest of the season. I had a field goal in every single game, and I didn't miss one. Um, but I that day that I came out early, the Monday after Oklahoma State, was just like a day my freshman year at, at NEO um, that I missed two field goals in one game. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, no, no, no. I went out. We practiced. And I stayed after practice for two hours and just kicked. And this practice, I was like, I'm kicking the whole time. So it was just um, – I got to the point where I was like, I'm, enough is enough. I was like, I can't, you know, let <clears throat> this happen, you know, anymore. I'm like, you know, I'm letting people down. You know, I'm letting my team down. You know, I was like, me missing is just not – it's just detrimental to the team. You know, I just can't do this anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, I made it out. I set out to not miss the rest of the season, and then, you know, that's exactly what happened. I was not going to let that happen. I love it, man. So, as you know, sports psychology is a big passion of mine. Yep. Uh, a lot like Scooter. Um, and I'm just wondering, you, you spent a lot of time with Scooter this past fall. You know, I saw you in the Leeds hallway a lot, and I love to see you capitalizing on a resource that – uh, a lot of student athletes don't even know exists. Yep. 
you know, and I wish we had 10 scooters and athletics to, to <laughs> oh, serve man. all the different we, student athletes. This school would be on top of the world. Let it me would tell you. be, man. So, so can you talk to, talk to me about that experience and working with scooter and, and just having a sports psychologist to, to flush some things out? Um, scooter is this past season, I'd say about 80% of my success was, is due to him. Um, I started seeing him in the summertime, and he was literally just telling me, keep your head on straight. Because, you know, I don't see everything that's said about me, or I don't hear stuff, you know, like you said, in the lead center, just anywhere. People, you know, talk about people, and, you know, he said, your name gets thrown around a lot. He's like, they're expecting stuff out of you. He's like, don't let it get to you. Keep your head on, you know, stuff like that. That's how it started out in the summer. And, you know, we started the season. I do the 54-yard field goal, 42 first game, and – you know, my head is, is not on straight anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I told you, like, I went to the Hawk Talk, whatever. People were talking about me. I was, like, player of the week, but all this and that. This, you know, everything that you can imagine for yeah. a kicker. I was, I got it For a young guy. Yeah, you, know, you know, people were, like, that I have no idea about or tweeting about me and stuff like that. And I'm just like, wow. You know, like, I'm, I've reached. I'm there. I'm I've on reached, top. Yeah, I've reached the peak, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I had a stretch where I, I, I stopped, I stopped going seeing him. You know, I stopped uh, going to Scooter. And it was those weeks I was doing bad. And then uh, right after Oklahoma State, you know, I was like, Scooter, I was like, I need to come see you. He's like, I haven't seen you in a while, man. I was like, yeah, no. I was like, I'm sorry, you know. I told him we talked. We talked that. We usually go for like 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Like when we first started, it was like an hour. And then we started down trimming down 30 minutes when school started, you know, football. That day I was in there for like an hour and a half. Wow. We talked. He just pounded away at me, you know. Nothing negative. He was just telling me how it is, you know. It's it, hard truths. Yeah, no. So, yeah, the truth hurts, you know, however you can take it. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't hard, negatives. It's not probably what I, I didn't want to hear half the stuff he said, but it was, you know, it was all. You, you needed know, to hear it. You're right. You know, and a humbling experience, you know. Yeah. And, you know, so was, like like I said, the field goals of Central Michigan and all that stuff that I missed. You know, I feel like I look back on that in a couple of years. You know, I look back at the end of the year and I was like, you know, I felt just like yesterday, but that mm-hmm. made me, you know, to what I am today. And, no, Scooter was <clears throat> um, such a valuable ass, uh, you know, asset to me mm-hmm. in my life um, this past season. You know, when things got really rough, you know, he was there to pick me up, you know, whenever after Oklahoma State, I felt like, you know, I was I felt like I was at the bottom after I'd just been at the top, you know. I was like, no one wants anything to do with me. He was like, you're still our kicker. You know, he's like, this university still looks up. Like, you know, whenever you're out there, they're still cheering you on. There's no one, you know, booing you or anything like that. You know, you're still our guy and everything. He just kind of started bringing confidence back in me. And then after that, I didn't miss. You know, I started going to see him every single week, you know. And, yeah, you <clears throat> know, Scooter's, um, like I said, you know, there's always times, you know, the 30 minutes I was with him, you know, maybe 15 minutes was stuff I didn't want to hear, but I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Another 15 was, you know, just, you know, just like, don't let, you know, anything, or don't let anything just to be too big. Nothing mm-hmm. too big in the moment kind of stuff. You know, it's it's hard to explain. It was so useful, though. Yeah. Like you said, if there was 10 of them, and I mean, we'd be oh, set here. We'd be on top in every oh, sport. Oh, man, no, he's 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 amazing. He, no, is, he really man. is. His And his story also is incredible, too. Exactly. So when you see someone like him, you know, you know, wheeling around and stuff, you know, pushing himself around, and he doesn't complain. He always has a smile on your face. You're like... Fires you up. You get mad about not getting the right drink or something from the drive-thru. You know, know, you're like, hold on, wait. This dude over here, he's... No way. You know, no, Scooter is someone I look up to because, like I just said, you know, he doesn't complain. And, I mean, if I had to push myself around for like five minutes I'll be complaining and he doesn't he does it all the time yes. you know maybe he does complain maybe he thinks it but he doesn't show it exactly you know, that's the thing dude. there's People a big can, difference yeah you can show it his, he's always has that smile on his face he's always just upbeat and that's something you love to see yeah. so it gets it's his uh 
his uh was uh his energy his very presence contagious. yeah very it contagious is. it is when you see a smile you're like you can be having a terrible day and you just start smiling you're like you know he's smiling and look where he is mm-hmm. i'm like you know so you know, scooters and you're around him a lot more than i am i think and scooter is very no it's not enough words to describe him honestly yeah, you're right about that. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that you got to utilize that and that he was there for you. Right. Because, you know, uh, these past two years is really the first time that he's been able to operate as a sports psychologist. Yeah. Because he was with basketball and on the academic side before that for 20 years. So right. I'm, I'm glad we're heading in the right direction with those, <laughs> yeah, those yeah, for sure. resources. So I want to transition to kind of conclude things here. We don't have a lot of time left in the studio, unfortunately. We could keep talking for an hour. Yeah. Um, let's look into the future a little bit. So we have a, a huge spring ahead of us. I know you're training really hard. You're getting ready for these opportunities. Uh, your dream is to play for the Cowboys, but <laughs> you know the Packers might be in need of a, of a kicker here. Mason Crosby's contract ends in a year. Green Bay is cold, but, I mean, you can't really beat the history of the Packers. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. I don't care where I play, who I play for, <laughs> if it's – uh, the worst team in the league, the Cardinals, or the best team, which I believe will be the Patriots after Sunday. I think it will be too. I don't care, or it don't matter who it is. I will play for one of the thirty-two teams and not say a word about it. I don't, you know. Of course, I would love for it to be the Cowboys, but I don't care who it is. I mean, I just, I just want a shot. Yeah, that's all. That's all I really want, just one shot. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, if I sit down with any NFL scouts, you know, I'm gonna tell them two things. You're probably never going to meet anybody as confident as me in themselves. You know, people are going to say they're confident, but I'm going to show it. Mm-hmm. You know, I walk the walk, talk. You know, I, I talk a lot, you yeah. know, but I'm confident. And another thing is, if you don't plan on keeping me around, don't, don't, you know, don't call me because once you got a hold of me, you're not, I'm not letting go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to let go because I'm sticking around for the long haul. Yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to give anything up easy. I, I don't care that. who's there kicking wherever I go if it's, uh, to to Indianapolis with Vinatieri, I'm gonna challenge him because I feel like I'm better than him. Yeah. Which paper says I'm not, but I don't care. I'm so I'm not gonna go in there and be like, I'm gonna let you make five and I'm gonna make three. No, I'm gonna make all five too. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm I'm gonna tell him. You know, don't don't bring me along if you don't want me around <laughs> around for the long ride because I'm gonna be here. I'm you're gonna my presence is gonna be felt no matter what. I don't care. Absolutely, man. I love it. I'm I'm excited to watch and follow along. It's gonna be great and. I know the opportunity is going to come along, and you're going to capitalize on it. Yes, sir. That's a plan. So I want to finish things off here with a quick little fast money game. I've never done this on the podcast. But <laughs> so uh, I've Get, got I'm the guinea pig. Let's do you it. You are the guinea pig. Yes, sir. So we'll just we'll run through it and uh, just answer as quickly as you can. Okay. All right. Favorite fast food restaurant? Taco Bell. Teammate most likely to become president one day? <clears throat> Colin Hayes. Colin Hayes, for sure. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> If you could have dinner with one living person, who would it be? Ooh, um, Lionel Messi. It's my favorite. Very cool. Very, uh, I idolize him. He doesn't even play the same sport as me, but I idolize him. He's, I, I don't know why, but that would absolutely be him. Argentina ties. Yeah, yeah, that had to be it. Yeah, best book you've read in the past year, if you've read one. Uh, I can't say the title because that's a bad word in it. But the um, subtle art of not giving up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> it was that one. I actually read another one too that Colin gave me, but uh, Donnie Gagan was the one that gave me that one, and um, that's me in a nutshell. I just do not care about anything. Um, 
which can be bad sometimes, but that was the book that I was like, wow, I love this book right here. So. It's an incredible. Mark Manson, I mean, yeah, talk about a real powerful book that'll yeah. help you think about your values. And oh, absolutely, you, you yeah. It opened my eyes up very, you know, very much so. Yeah. And lastly, what will you miss most about Lawrence, Kansas? Oh, like we talked about earlier, it's the people, the relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just... I mean, everything to do that, like, the places I was only at. I was only at the football facility, you know, Wagner, you know, the field, just those things, you know, the guys, you know, my friendships here that I have, you know, with you, just people, you know, obviously we're still going to stay in touch, but, you know, we're not going to be in the same town anymore. Yeah. I think more so than anything is being relationships, yeah. you know, I've built over the uh, the last three years, you know, with you as two, but, you know, yeah, no doubt about it, it's relationships, the people. Yeah, I totally agree. So Rui, you're you're forever imprinted on the record books here. First all time in field goal percentage in KU history, seventy eight point three. Yep, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thank you very so much, sir. Anytime, this. anytime. Um, what's what's your uh, what's your Twitter and Instagram? Throw it out there so they can follow you. Both of them are Gabriel underscore Rui seven seven. Yeah, both and of them that's are the number. <laughs> both of them are exactly the same. Right on. That's perfect. That's easy. Uh, we've unfortunately run out of time, folks, but I appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate Gabriel for coming on. A great episode. As expected, he always brings a lot of energy, <laughs> and uh, we love it. So best of luck to you, my man. I Thank can't wait to see you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.